So I'm here with Rokia on stats after such an amazing performance against Magomed Magomedov. I mean, even before we get into the fight, I just wanted to talk to you a little bit about your life heading into it because I kind of noticed from the Hill fight to the Magomedov fight, you had just had a lot going on in your own life outside of fighting. So just quickly talk to us, talk to us about all that. Yeah, man. Um, so I was in the process. So even like before the Hill fight, it's like all a jumble now. Um, I had a baby. Uh, I, I sold our previous house in Wisconsin. We're in the process of moving to uh, Nebraska. So we're in the process of looking for houses. So in the meantime, we moved to Nebraska to kind of have some help with my wife's family, Michaela's family. And um, so, yeah, so we were like pretty much homeless for a couple of uh, days, but we we're just like staying with her family and um, looking for a house kind of online but also, um, you know, uh, training. And then so, uh, yeah, before the Tahil fight, I, I think we were going through, M Michaela was pregnant and she was um, getting ready to have a baby. And so we were like going through all that and going through um, also, cause we was getting ready to, I think, sell a house around that time. So, yeah, so we had a lot, I had a lot going on before the heel fight, but this fight was even more um, just because I had to like travel for camps. So, like within this camp, I traveled. Um, so we traveled to Nebraska, kind of to um, kind of get like uh, stay stay at her parents' house and uh, until uh, we found a house in Texas, and also so they can the kids can spend the summer and the grandparents can spend time together. Um, so yeah, so we did that, and then I had to travel to Milwaukee uh, for camp. Uh, turns out the fight uh, got pushed back two weeks. Mm -hmm. I was there two weeks earlier than I wanted to be there away from my family. So like the day I got to Milwaukee, I drove back to um, Nebraska. Um, I also went to Colorado in the meantime and trained with Corey Sanhey. <laughs> and, and then, yeah, so then since the fight was like moved back, also I had my brother's wedding that I had to uh, be a part of. You know? <laughs> Stop for uh, it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I also had to um, like, you know, move, I move usually uh, the house, you know, I usually move all the stuff myself. I used to work at a, a moving company part time, um, you know, to make ends meet uh, while I was fighting. So I usually move all the stuff myself. So, you know, I, I packed all the stuff into a pod, but I was planning to pack the stuff out of the pod um, like after the fight. But now a, a lot of since the fight was moved back two weeks, everything that I had planned to do um, after the fight, I pretty much had to do in the camp. So. Uh, my brother's wedding, um, unpacking um, stuff to our house, um, buying a house and moving our stuff into the house uh, and like moving our life to Texas uh, or making a drive actually to Texas. So uh, what was that, August 1st or something? I had to drive from Milwaukee in camp to Nebraska. So I drove to Nebraska seven hours to pick up my family, Michaela and the two boys. Then me and Michaela drove to in separate cars to um, to Texas, which was like 14 hours. Um, and yeah, so we got there. And, and once I got there, I had like three days pretty much to, to focus on my brother's wedding. And so I was like, I was trying to train, you know, in the meantime, you know, discipline and training. Uh, but yeah, I had to like, you know, get suits and, and attend, you know, functions and things for the wedding. Uh, and as well as like try to train 
And as soon as the wedding was over, like that night of the reception, I flew back to Milwaukee and um, yeah, so I can like continue training. So I did like a lot of traveling, you know, a lot of people were saying like, oh man, this is too much to like, this is the biggest fight of your life and you got the most going on in your life. Um, but I took the mindset going into it, um, kind of like how I look at life. Like no matter what my circumstances are, um, I won't find excuses to lose, you know, I'm gonna find excuses to win. And, you know, everything, like if it's an obstacle, I look at it as, it as an opportunity to be better and prove, you know, how great I am. So, you know, like no matter what's going on, um, my coach even, you know, my coach uh, had to, you know, take uh, time and go to other people's um, kind of limited on our coaches. You know, we got two really great coaches, but we got a, a high elite team. So we had to go to Manny's fight. He was like, yeah, man, I'll be gone. And then I got to do, you know, stuff for his fight. And I'm like, Cause you know, me, it don't matter. Like whether y'all here or not, I'm going to find, I'm, I'm going to make it happen. I'm going to make, I'm going to make a win happen. You know, um, that's what I do best. So yeah. So that was kind of my mindset, you know, that's kind of my mindset in life and my mindset, you know, for this fight, especially. Yeah, it's funny because like, I can literally hear the echo in the house and look behind you. It's like, you still have to furnish everything. Like, yeah. you know, but I can clearly tell you're like in an open home right now. And it's, and it so takes the, me so the thing too. Yeah. With, uh, I've, like, there's been so many. Is this, you, should I go outside? Not at all, not at all. I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying it. You sound great. You sound great. So you're good to okay. go. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, like, within this camp, like, there's been so many things, you know, that's been going, like, it's too many to name. But two of which is, um, like, the pod, they have my wrong email down. So I thought the pod would be in Houston by now, but it, it, it wasn't, you know, so... Like we just kept going back and forth with the pod people to get my stuff. Like I still haven't got my stuff. I thought I was supposed to get it on the first. And then when I got, uh, when I uh, was traveling for fight week, I actually, uh, I missed my, my my connecting flight to Connecticut. So at nine o'clock at night, I had to drive um, pretty much, I had to drive like four hours to uh, Connecticut um, to make it to like fight week. But, um, like I had, after I got the rental car, it was like 1030. So I drove there, I get there around two maybe, but the airport is like an hour away from the casino. So I had to drive to the airport and get my bag because my bag flew. When I got there, the uh, baggage claim wasn't open. They said they wasn't open till eight in the morning. So I'm there at like two o'clock or whatever. So uh, they were like, well, but if you wait around, maybe the attendants will let you in or something. And I'm like, okay. So I wait till like three wait uh and then somebody comes and i'm like um can you let me downstairs she's like oh no i don't have the key but maybe the manager has the key and they come here at five so i'm waiting at the airport till like five o'clock and then luckily the man or no the supervisor ended up coming <clears throat> so then i get my bag and stuff and then i get i don't get to uh the hotel my hotel room till like seven o'clock in the morning you know after like driving all night so um, it's just like a bunch of stuff like that has been happening to me and I'm just having to like roll with it and, uh, you know, just find a way and, you know, let it roll off my shoulders. Roll with the punches, as they say. Right. And I feel like that's something you got to do more often than not. But it's so funny. I don't even know you like that. But every time I hear you speak, I'm just like, this man has gone through something else, something else <laughs> every single time. And it actually takes me back to a moment where 
I'll never forget this because I've been watching combat sports. You know, I'm a huge diehard sports fan. I even wore my diehard Green Bay Packers hat just for you. But uh, it's it's just the I think I even messaged you. But the press conference after the Hill fight, I mean, to listen to someone tell that story, but then have such a big, happy, go lucky, you know, attitude about it all. I mean, that's something that resonates well with me just as a non-fighting person with just having to deal with, you know, the trials and tribulations. So. Where do you get that energy? I know you have a crazy close relationship with your wife and you talk about how that's really just such fuel for you, but is there anything else or is that really where it comes from? You know what? I think I get it from my mom. Okay. And I'm a, because there's a story that sticks into my head um, of my mom, you know, before she passed. So uh, it was this day, it, it had to have been like the worst day of my mom's life. Um, so uh, that morning, our lights were cut off um, and uh, we had no lights in the house uh, you know, throughout the day. Um, she didn't let it bother her. We went to school, everything was fine. And then um, that night, you know, we had to uh, go to a Bible study or something like that. And um, I could just tell she was like having a bad day. Uh, we ran, we run out of gas. <laughs> we run out of gas. Uh, and then like, we had to like push the car to a gas station and uh, we, um, but the whole time, you know, um, go home, she like bags up, but she bags up like into a pole, <laughs> like into a pole behind uh. us, and then at this like this gotta be the final straw you know what i mean uh, but like she just like busts out laughing like she just like laughs like she can't do nothing else she just like laughs and she's like like when we're all at that point we just like <laughs> we don't know like why are we laughing or whatever um but she's like laughing but you know um like that i feel like really resonated with me she, i feel like she was at wit's end like with everything but she just like like there's no point, there's no point in her, uh, there's no point in her like being mad or crying about the situation. She's just gonna laugh it off and, you know, find a way to uh, make what she needs to happen, happen. You know what I mean? So I feel like I get it from my mom, you know? Cause she, my mom has been, she was like, she had been through a lot more. I feel like even than me, you know, she set me up better than I, than um, she was set up. You know, her mom was on drugs. Uh, she had me at an early age, I think under age, had me at like 17. Um, she had to do a lot of stuff for herself and um, dig herself out of a really big happy part. Like, she's happy. So um, I think I get it from her. Yeah, I mean, the attitude that you bring to the table is just so amazing. And you really come off like this family guy. And, you know, I'm kind of that older guy now who's who's now kind of redabbling in this world of media and stuff. It's okay, because, like, you were telling such a good story about your mom. And it's like, I didn't even want to cut you off because you're telling it so well. But it, it came out pretty well. So I'll just pick up right there yeah. from when I was leaving off. But... Yeah, you know, oh, yeah. I just feel like you're such a great family guy and even being as old as I am, you know, having kids around and, you know, they're probably going to catch a few glimpses of fights here and there. You're the guy that I want my kid to be looking up to. I talked to you a little bit about Jose Shorty Torres, who's a guy I've actually talked to a couple of times. Yeah. You know, if my son was to watch fights as a young man yeah. or if he was That's to catch it, those are the guys I kind of want him seeing both before, after, during, whatever it might be. So 
what is it about that you know being in the fight game and being the guy who, who you are and not changing and and maintaining that what is it that does that for some of you guys the fight uh game or or mma is just kind of my job you know uh but my life my life is my family you know what i mean um like i've i've made mixed martial arts a big part of my life um just because i feel like that's the best way to um to, to succeed, you know, um, you just, you have to live it. You can't like halfway, half foot in, or one foot in, one foot out. You gotta be like all in uh, with it or you won't, uh, it's just, it's a brutal game. It's an unforgiving game. Um, so you have to be, you have to be committed to it. But um, outside of that, you know, I'm for the rest of my life, I'm only a, I'm only a mixed martial artist for like a short time in my life. Um, so I'll try to make it the best of it, but the rest of my life, I'm gonna be a, a father the rest of my life i'm gonna be you know a family family man and i want at the end of the day i want my kids to be able to um talk about me like i talk about my mom you know what i mean i want i want them to have you know i want them to have something at the end of the day and i want them to have uh you know reassurance that you know he did everything for me and um he believes in me and he you know um he did everything he could to to make me happy so um so that's that's what I want, you know. Um, so, and that's why it hurts me, like, like, uh, like going away for camps, you know, because I feel like I'm missing out on like crucial parts of of their lives and stuff, you know. So, that's like tough, but um, but I'm I'm, I'm doing it like for a reason, you know. And but I want it, I want them to know that at the end of the day, I want them to know. Yeah, and so that kind of takes me a bit more to this question. I mean. You can be an open book or keep it close to the chest if you'd like. But we just talked about the move to Houston. And I know your commitment to Milwaukee. And I know what that, you know, camp with Coach Duke, what, what all that means to you. So in the back of your mind, is it like, you know, I might have to find a camp at least part time here so I can spend time with the family, still get the training in without having to travel so much? Because I feel like like closer to fight time, 100 percent is a good chance you're over there. But is that in the back of your mind right now? Yeah, that's definitely in the back of my mind. And that's why I um, I chose the gym I chose because the little time I spent with them, I feel like they have a good um, like atmosphere and they're committed and, and things like that. So, um, I mean, I'm trying to find a place that I can like, uh, cause I have to, I have to be, I have to I, like, even like still, like I'm supposed to take a week off. I'm, I'm, I have to train, I have to like get better. You know what I mean? Um, but I, I gotta find a place that will like sustain, sustain, uh, me growing and, and things like that. So um, I'm definitely looking for a gym, you know what I mean? Um, at the very least part-time, you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, I mean, my wife, my wife would love it if I would, you know, uh, not have to travel, you know, mm -hmm. for bikes. Uh, and um, it makes it, it definitely makes it, like I can understand, I see the benefits of uh, doing it because it makes me a little hungrier. It makes me a little, um, you know, more primal. It makes me a little, I have a little more rest. I can get more training, things like that. But it's um like it's it's not fun. <laughs> it's not fun to uh like train away from my family if I can't go home and you mm -hmm. know uh, mess with Clarence or or my wife or you know uh, cuddle with the baby. You know what I mean. Mm -hmm. So um it definitely makes it harder. Like I can see where it'd be beneficial, but you know it's just not fun. <laughs> totally, and it's funny because we'll get into the Sergio reason in a second here, but let's get into the fight business a little bit. So, you know, we yeah. talked about leading out of the uh, Hill fight going into the Magomeda fight. So, funny story. I mean, I looked at my bro-in-law. He's diehard just like me, you know, knows the fight came to a teen. I'm like, exact words. It is absolutely criminal that Rufiat is a plus 300 dog right now. So, first question, I mean, 
I know fighters could care less about the numbers and stuff like that, but when you look at a number like that, don't you think to yourself, like, hey, I might as well just go put 10K on myself right now because I'm going to come out winning that and there's a fat check waiting for me. You exactly. did it, eh? Did you do it? Did Bro, I did put money on yeah. <laughs> But every, no, everybody that I knew, I was like, hey, I don't know what's going on, but we about to take advantage. Yes, bet, sir. Bet. Everybody I know, I was telling the bet. You know what I mean? Because, yeah. I mean, I mean, I've never been an underdog, you know what I'm saying? I right. feel like in my fights, you know, and to be that big, like, I was like, bro, this is a blessing. You know what I mean? Like, we got to we gotta take advantage of this, you know what I mean, while mm -hmm. we can. So, um, I mean, because it's going to be hard for me to be one now, you know, mm -hmm. this was like the chance for mm -hmm. me to uh, be one. So, yeah, um, and, and I took it as a little bit of, you know, disrespect. I didn't think I should. I mean, people, you know, thought or they just underestimated me, I think, so much. And. They, I don't want to say they overestimated uh, Magomed because he's like really good, you mm -hmm. know, uh, against everybody he faced, you know. But um, I'm a different animal, you know what I mean? Hundred so, percent. And I had to, I had to show him that, and um, you know, I'm, I'm glad it happened the way it did because I feel like if <clears throat> people did respect me so much or or didn't uh, hold him as high as high as they held him, you know what I mean? I wouldn't uh, kind of have come out uh, or look like I come out so. So um, dominantly, you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. um, so, so I'm, I'm happy about it. It's funny because I could literally make that my life in a sport, but I honestly have zero passion. I care more about the fighters, care more about watching it. That's just kind of yeah. the part and parcel of being so invested in this. And so for me watching you, it's like, I'm telling myself, like I, I love underdog stories, but I just never saw you as such a massive underdog. And so I'm there being like, yo, I told them, like, why are they discounting USA Wrestling so much? Yeah, you know? bro. Like, what's going on <laughs> like, there? So, just, yeah, go like, ahead. I just learn how to do a double leg or something. Like, yeah. I ain't been doing this. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Because your movement yeah. there was there, your speed was there, and it's just so funny because the diehards know about that relationship with Kamaru. You know that funny, the funny pick you just put up of you, Izzy and him. I mean, like we know about yeah. that relationship. And for me, in the back of my mind, I, I kind of almost want to ask you: Do you think that? maybe Khabib and that style of wrestling may have been overrated now as a kind of a grouping of sorts. Do you think that that might be happening as a whole? You know, and I'm I'm the first to say, I feel like, so American wrestling is, uh, American wrestling is really good. The thing with American wrestling is, it's not suited to MMA like Sambo is. So. Uh, me, I feel like his wrestling uh, or Sambo as like a, a, a ski or a sport, Sambo as a, a wrestling discipline is better suited for MMA because they have takedowns, they got punches, they got throws, you know what I mean? So it's like, um, and they got a, a, a bit of jujitsu. They, they go to the ground for a bit, you know what I mean? So um, that, like for me, I feel like Sambo is better suited toward MMA. Um, where I feel like I am... I was able to capitalize is me like knowing that, like I understand that they're better suited, but I know why. I know the mm -hmm. when and the why and the how they're better. So I'm mm -hmm. able to attack those things and I'm able to decipher what they need and what I need to stop. You know what I mean? So what I stop? Yeah, you were just sorry. I, I think that you were kind of making a really great point of how you personally feel like Sambo is so well suited for MMA, but knowing that and the way you approach your training camp, the way you approach the fight, it seemed like that was your game plan, was to make sure exactly. that didn't outsmart since I, you. Since I know how good Asambo is, I know what they need, and I know kind of what they uh, 
their their positives and negatives are. So I know what I need to attack. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I believe Sambo wrestling is better suited for MMA Mm -hmm. over American wrestling. But I also, you know, I I stole a lot of stuff from Khabib and I steal a lot of stuff Mm -hmm. from Mike Ahmed, Josh Hill, you know what I mean? So um, my overall understanding of wrestling or grappling as a whole, I feel like is what won me uh, those exchanges. 100%, because I can even think back to the end of the first round, just off the top of my head. I mean, I can only imagine how much your confidence skyrocketed because I thought from the get-go, your timing was on point. And I think you already had the striking advantage in my personal opinion. And I think that's mm-hmm. Coach Duke with how long you've been there. I mean, yep. it showed, man. It's It showed very naturally, in my opinion, footwork, striking. But yeah, you did it so quickly, man. I just thought that you really swung that fight a lot quicker than anybody else would have probably thought. Did you feel that yeah, confidence think, at the end of the I first? I too, like, um, just me or me, like, deciphering, like, what he thought about me. He felt like, I mean, he he bought into the hype, not the hype, he bought into himself and he bought into him being, like, that much better than me, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, I feel like when I stuffed his takedowns and when I took him down, his whole mind, like, shift. Like, he wasn't ready for this type of fight. Mm-hmm. I can see it in his face, you know? And um, yeah, so I mean, that's and that's what I want to do. I want to make him the most uncomfortable. Everybody I'm fighting, I'm making them the most uncomfortable um, I can. And that's why I'm trying to be good everywhere so I can I can decipher what tools I want to use in a fight. How easy do you think it would be for you to go five rounds? Because personally, after watching that uh, fight, I think you could go without question. Like without yeah, question, yeah, yeah. Five. You could have probably fight I'm, yeah um, two fights right there. So. Yeah, I've went five rounds before, and I'm, I mean, I usually go like. Uh, like four or five, you know, in um, the gym is different, but mm-hmm. I go, I, I, I'm very, I, because of the striking and you know, how I approach it, I'm very, uh, I know how to be, I know when to conserve, I know when to kind of go, mm-hmm. you know? So I, I'm, I'm in my cardio is, there's not a lot of people that yes. like hang, you know, in the later <laughs> rounds with me. So yeah, I'm, I'm very confident I can go five rounds. Yeah, you you look prime, man. Like that, that I, I could think back to the end of that fight, and be like that guy just worked, worked, and you were not, you were not breathing hard, man. You just I were wasn't. not, you were not. I wasn't, and so I wasn't, and I was. I'm also like, if it did go five rounds, I'm more than more than comfortable or more than confident that I'd be able to. What's I'm not opposed to fighting Magomed again. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you know uh, how he feels about it. But I don't think he really wants uh, wants to smoke with me, you know. Mm-hmm. Again, so, you know, that's how that's kind of where I'm at with it. I'm uh, I, if it if it would have went ten rounds, I'm I'm gonna come out on top. Hundred percent. I I really believe if there was a pound for pound list of just fighters in general, you you would definitely be in, in that conversation without question. And so that leads me into one more thing about Bellator. If we kind of move on quickly, but. You have been really manifesting this Grand Prix tournament. And I really think that there's a chance now because of maybe they want to showcase that Sergio, you know, that potential Sergio fight even more with all of the hoopla they can build. I mean, it's looking like, you know, from maybe just an idea to I think you are the big reason behind that. Yeah. Hell yeah, man. And I'm happy to see it, you know, because when I first signed to Bellator, that's what I've been (laughs) like. That's. That was one of the reasons, you know, I signed, you know, not only the million dollar tournament at the, or the million dollar prize at the end, but also like the tournament tournament style. Like I like that, that it's nothing else kind of involved, but um, like the next best man goes for the next mm-hmm. best man goes for. So, you know, I'm 
that's yeah, that's something I've been manifesting like since I started. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's hey, crazy to hear someone just bring it up. Yeah, hey, another man away. Hey, let's do only do this tournament. Yeah, that's and that's the one wild, thing you've man. been very open about it's like you're not shying away from anybody. Like if you could line bodies up, whether there was yeah. a grand prix or not, you're down and just take everybody out until you get to Sergio, take the belt, and keep moving, right? Exactly, because that's that's another thing too. Like I want to fight like all these. I want to fight every one of them. You know. Uh, if, you, if they make it to the top ten, like I want to, I want to fight them. You know what I mean? Just mm -hmm. that's just who I am. Like I don't want to. I don't. I'm not afraid of anybody, and I want to prove myself against everybody. I feel like I'm the best, so I want to prove myself. You know what I mean? So <laughs> the tournament, I feel like, is the best chance at me doing that. You know what I mean? Hundred percent. And so that actually takes me into a question I had specifically for you, because from a quality perspective, from a skills perspective, I put you very high up there. Like I said, on a pound for pound level, and you touched on this sometime during like I don't know if it was Instagram and an interview or anything, but you very much pointed out how it was a choice. You know, Bellator is a choice. It, there is very much a stick right now with the UFC and everything that's happening, contract talks, all that stuff. You seem to have a pretty vocal opinion on that. Would you care to elaborate a bit? Yeah, I mean, I feel like, you know, I chose I chose Bellator because um, not, I seen where like they were headed as a company and I seen kind of where they took interest in their fighters. You know what I mean? Um, I, I do not like UFC, you know, is a company and they make that very known. You know what I mean? Uh, they just, I feel like, let go of, uh, like, Kai Kamaka. You know, I know him very well. Um, he put his career on the line for them uh, maybe three times, uh, taking a short-notice uh, fight, you know, uh, saving saving cards for them. And um, he's had very close fights. Uh, you could say he he's three and one, you know. Um, <laughs> uh, a lot of controversial decisions. He had a draw. He's had, like, uh, performance bonuses. And they just cut him. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, so I just don't feel like they care or it's just very apparent that they, they don't care. You know what I mean? So, um, so that's, that's another reason, you know, why I went to, uh, I, I chose Bellator because before, um, or what was it right before the, the COVID or something? Um, I mean, I just know a lot of, and I don't want to share, uh, personal information about people, but I've, um, you know, I've experienced them, you know, just demonstrating with money that they care you know what i mean they they putting you know uh dollars behind stuff uh to let people know that they care and so okay. it almost seems like no worries it almost just seems like there's the chase for exposure and this glitz and glamour exactly. versus treatment and it seems like it, a lot of fighters who either experience the treatment or have anecdotes from other fighters they kind of make the I guess grown-up decision because even as a family man, things like that, like that's not something exactly. you probably want to deal with right now. Exactly, and that's and that's for me. For me, I am like I don't care to be honest with you. I don't even care about like for me. Okay, I know that I'm the best in the world. I don't really care that the whole world regards me as the best in the world. Like for me, being the best in the world is just for me. Just for me to know that I'm the best in the world. My family, you know, uh, my people around me. Um, I feel like a lot of people fight for the UFC just for, just because it's the UFC, you know what I mean? Because it's regarded as the, regarded as the uh, best promotion, you know what I mean? And they have the most exposure. Uh, they have the better, or they have the deeper roster. They have mm -hmm. the more, you know, more people wanting to um, get them because they get, they got a lot of exposure. 
Hmm. Um, but I'm, for me, I'm like, that exposure ain't gonna pay my bills. That exposure exactly. ain't gonna, exactly. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, people thinking that I'm the best, or a lot more people thinking that I'm the best, ain't gonna put more uh, dollars in my pocket, you know what I mean? Um, like immediately, I guess, for sponsorships and stuff. But yeah, so that's that's kind of where I'm at, you know what I mean? Um, I just, I, I, I hold a lot of uh, like, like inside, you know, uh, integrity. Like if I can, like I don't, I don't need it from from everybody. I mm-hmm. just don't, you know. Um, that's just not how I'm wired. And I think that's fighters' mentality to the fullest because I think when you when you really kind of assess fighters that maybe do care a lot about what's happening around them, I feel like they're the ones that you kind of hear more of those mental health issues, things that yeah. kind of get in the way of their fights without it being skill or anything coach related, you know? So, I mean, yeah. easily, I think if there was advice to young fighters up and coming, there's no better person to talk to right now than if you had spots, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And, you know, I first, I feel like I first developed uh, kind of this appreciation for um, like not the, I went, so I went uh, wrestling. Um, I was offered like scholarships pretty much from uh, some of the D1 schools. You know, I went to Vision 2. Um, but I chose Division Two because they paid like all of my tuition. Like, mm-hmm. like I was gonna get the most out of them. Like, um, I don't like, like yeah, it's cool to go to like a big university, but like I went to somebody who's gonna pay for my, you know, college or pay yeah, pay for my college, so I won't have you know bills after. You know what I mean? So like that's I feel like where I first developed. But it it, it could be also you know where I'm from. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I'm. I'm trying to get out of, <laughs> get my family out of poverty. That's my, uh, like my goal, like to get me and the people around me out of poverty. So all the like hoopla and stuff, like uh, it don't really matter to me. Like the numbers matter to me. And it, to be honest, it really just seems like it's coming from a mentality of focusing on the now. And when you kind of focus on what's to come or what could happen if I go to the UFC or if I go to yeah. one, that's all you know potential yeah. but like i exactly. got an offer right now that's gonna make my life a hell of a lot easier and better right? exactly yeah exactly. amazing man and so you know just to kind of finish off i i do like to do these rapid fire questions i kind of mentioned how for yeah. me it's just like getting to know you guys and and really putting that kind of out there and so just some quick questions for you to kind of rip off some answers and we'll see how it goes all right so yes, sir. favorite career moment in mma Oh man, this might be it. That might. <laughs> I, was, you. I had them in a choke, and they was they were chanting USA, USA. Yeah. I thought in my mind, like, <laughs> wow, this is epic. You know what I mean? So that might be it. Yeah. Okay, that's perfect. Favorite music before a fight? Oh, uh, two chains all day. Two chains. All right, love it. Yeah. Favorite meal after a fight? After a fight, jambalaya. Oh boy. Favorite sport other than MMA? Uh, probably, I'll say football. All right. Do you support any teams? Uh, I, I support, obviously, the Houston Texans and yes, uh, Green Bay. Oh boy. <laughs> Love it. Uh, favorite TV show could be current, could be old. Man, I like uh, Dave. <laughs> Yes, that's yes. That's so yeah, yeah. That second season's kind of saving it for a good time. That is my yeah. favorite show right now. All right, we'll finish it off. Favorite movie of all time? All time, all about the Benjamins. 
<laughs> I love it. Oh my God. These are some of the best answers. Oh, absolutely yeah. beautiful. Uh, it's been amazing talking to you, man. I mean, hopefully we get to catch up sometime soon, but as oh, always, yeah. I really appreciate that time. And, you know, I'm definitely rooting for you as you can tell. <laughs> Thank you, man. I appreciate it, brother. All right. We'll talk soon. Take care. Okay. Talk soon, brother. Bye. All right.